0: Right at the beginning of like the holiday season is when I started this full time.
1: Started the whole business full time.
0: Yeah. So amazing. Yeah. So actually what I was doing for a few years before was I started it kind of as a blog Mm. um, and as a side business where I was working in restaurants. But on the side, I would do like cakes and things like that. And I would blog about it and put it up on my Instagram. And um, yeah, this past November is when I decided to take the leap into full time going right into Thanksgiving. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it was fun.
2: So what was that like?
0: Um, it was crazy. It was definitely a lot more than I expected. It was, um, a mad rush from, you really don't realize all the things that you need to do to get certified as a business that can sell food, like through the health department. So it was kind of really cutting it down close to like a week (laughs) before Thanksgiving. I was like, can I get in the kitchen? And yeah, I pushed it through and I was like, I got to get in there. I have orders that I have to fill now. We really don't have a choice. Uh And I was in there the week of Thanksgiving.
1: Oh, just like nonstop I would imagine. Oh yeah, there yes,
0: like <laughs> many, many, many sleepless nights over these past few months. Like many, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy.
2: Welcome to You Can Do It, Do It, a podcast with Steve Carroll and JP Camara, where we interview people whose lives were transformed by trying something new. What's it been? Nine months. You've been running a business, running all the social media and web mm-hmm. stuff yeah. for that business, fulfilling orders. Is it mm-hmm. just you still?
0: It is just me still. Um, I can't take all of the credit. My family is super helpful. My dad, since I'm not a financial whiz and he's super organized and I am, uh, I just more run around like a crazy person and like <laughs> throw flour everywhere. Um, my dad definitely helps me with the financials. He kind of has taken that on, which is super helpful. Um, as for everything else, really, I kind of, yeah, I just run with it it's sleepless nights and it's crazy times, but it always works out just because I love what I do.
2: So what exactly is it that you do?
0: So, um, basically, Whisk Me Away is a specialty dessert business. Um, My main goal with it is I'd love to work with just like brides and specialty cakes and things like that. That's where my heart is. Um, But as for right now, I'm doing also farmer's markets and pop-ups to kind of get my name out there, to get people to try my stuff. And then from there, I'm meeting a lot of potential brides and potential customers that want to kind of put in orders with me. So right now it's markets and pop-ups and also fulfilling like wedding orders and holiday things and things like that. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's fun.
2: (laughs) Yeah. It seems like it.
0: Yeah. It's definitely, I mean, I could not dream of doing something better with my life. It's like I wake up every day and I love what I do. So So now
2: is this the sort of thing you just were like, you woke up one day and you said, I'm going to start this or do you have like formal training?
0: So that's kind of a funny story. Um, When I was in high school, I was really dead set on becoming a therapist. I toured schools in Boston, and I knew that's what I wanted to do since I was little. And I was working in a bakery. um, And in the bakery, I decided to do my senior project, and I wanted to learn how to make cakes. And through the project, I kind of just realized this whole new side of a bakery, and I fell in love with it. And I told my parents, uh, let's go to Johnson & Wales and look at it. And I left the tour and I was like, this is what I want to do forever. And they're like, are you sure? And I was like, I'm not applying anywhere else. I'm applying here today and that's it. And let's do it. And I got early acceptance and it basically was like, from there, I was like, okay. And I'm a very indecisive person. So to do that, it was like totally out of character for me, but I went there for four years. I did two years of pastry and two years of um, business management and entrepreneurship. And then from there, I, um, held a few jobs throughout the state as a pastry chef. Um, and then went to Boston for a little bit and then came back here.
1: You mentioned how like the, the business side of things is not like your strong suit necessarily. Like Mm -hmm. your dad helps with the finances Mm -hmm. and stuff. Do you think, was it like kind of a, did it kind of diminish your passion for it in college at all when you're like, I have to do this business stuff too? Or did you feel like it kind of just rounded out your whole pastry experience?
0: I feel like it rounded it out. Um I had to take a lot of classes in like accounting and things like that, things that I'm not like I don't want to be sitting in a classroom, but it definitely rounded it out. It made things make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But then again, I'm not I'm just not the type of person who can like sit behind a desk and put things into a computer and do the math. I'd rather like be out baking. Mm-hmm. Um so it definitely did round me out and I know that my dad helps me out. He like makes me sit and be like, this is how you do this. So you should know. Um, So one day I'm going to have to take it over. But in the beginning stages, since I'm so busy with doing everything else, he's definitely like super helpful in that fact where he's like, okay, like you're still 24 and you still kind of don't know what you're doing a little bit. So I'll help you. Well, And
1: also, I mean, uh, in any business for you, like if you don't stick with what your passion is, you're going to get bogged down by the exactly. business and you're just going to get burnt out. Yeah, you
0: know? that that was definitely um, a frustration. I think after the holidays ended and kind of when it was slowing down a little bit, um, I was getting more frustrated with trying to figure out things that I, that my passion didn't lie in. And I was just like, okay. I just want to be doing what I love to do. So to try and juggle all of those things, is it does take away from like how driven you are to do what you do every day. Right. So, and I think he noticed that and he was kind of like, I'm going to help you out with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did freelance for a while. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what I love to do is like write software and stuff like that. And you know, over time it does start, you feel mm-hmm. like you feel like you have to learn more about business and you're kind of like, okay, this is what I have to do. And like, uh, that's, that's yeah. all right. But then eventually you just realize like, I'm not happy doing this. Exactly. This isn't like focusing on what I'm like, my core competency is what exactly. I want to
0: do. So. Yeah. And it's like, Once I feel like once you start to feel less passionate about the one thing that you're passionate about is when you should kind of take a step back and be like, okay, how can I change this? Because Mm -hmm. I, I found that a lot of points throughout my career where I was like, I'm becoming less passionate about what I'm doing because something else is bogging me down. So what can I do to kind of change that and move on to the next step
1: during high school you were interested in therapy right do you think there's a therapeutic aspect to baking like for other people for yourself
0: oh my gosh yes i think probably my one of my favorite parts about Outside of the kitchen, one of my favorite parts about doing what I do is kind of being able to see people's reactions to things. That's my favorite thing. So like even when people are coming to pick up a cake for like a six-year-old's birthday and they bring mm. the six-year-old with them and I can kind of just see them freak out in that moment <laughs> and I can like scream with them and like dance around is <laughs> is amazing because it's like you're seeing how – what you made is making someone so happy. And then, of course, I love being around people when they taste what I do because then it's like a whole new thing where they're like, oh, my God. And, like, we can kind of connect through that as well, which is really cool. Yeah.
2: Now, one of the the barriers to mm-hmm. enjoyment for pastry mm-hmm. is dieting. Mm. <laughs> That doesn't exist. (laughs) You're you're like, there is no barrier to enjoyment. Maybe mentally, you have something. What? What? I guess like when when you when you have something that you know you want to offer Mm -hmm. someone, and Mm -hmm. like they're on a diet. Like, what is? What's that like?
0: Um, As as a baker, if it's a diet by choice, it hurts me a little because I'm like, (laughs) you know, like you can have whatever you want as long as it's in moderation. I'm like a huge advocate for that. You can have whatever you want as long as it's in moderation. Like of course if you have a food intolerance or a food allergy, sure. stay away. But like I I'm just so much under that thought process because I've been eating dessert for most meals in <laughs> my life for my whole entire life yeah. and like I'm living, I'm doing well. Like I work out and everything and I eat vegetables, but sure. I'd rather eat cake for like every single meal. Yeah.
1: Sometimes <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel like a professional dessert eater. I don't know. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. So
0: to like go to someone and be like, Oh, I made this. And then be like, Oh, I'm on a diet or like, yeah. I'm giving up sugar. I'm like, no, no, just try it. No, but You haven't tried
1: this. Yeah, though. Just try it. It's right.
0: fine.
2: Do you have a, a workout routine for people who want to eat sugar?
0: Um, basically, well for working out for me, I, um, I don't like cardio. I hate cardio. I'm like running. Don't make me run. I'm just going to cry about it. Like don't like throw me on a machine. I, I lift a lot of weights. And so I feel like with lifting a lot of weights, you're trying to not pack on the sugar, but pack on the calories. So I like pretend it's like the same thing. (laughs) I'm like, i just eat more donuts. (laughs) Um, but yeah, as long as people are like staying healthy and they're doing it in moderation, I, I see no problem with like dessert and really indulging in like whatever you enjoy, because I, I'm very much of you shouldn't eat to live. You should live to eat. Mm-hmm. You should most definitely, I think, a huge part of life is food. And if you're taking such joy out of it, mm. it's it ruins it a little and it breaks my heart. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <That's> understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we both uh I'm I'm allergic to cardio.
0: Mm, yes. Uh
2: JP will do cardio, but we yeah, we begrudgingly both, yes. yeah. We both lift and and that's been yeah. incredibly transformative, I think, for both of us in yeah. terms of being able to have kind of that balance between like, you know, some weeks we go a
0: little less on yeah, the sugar, exactly. but then others it's like all right. Yeah, it you know, ba- it balances it. itself out for sure. It's like with cardio, I just kind of I always felt like I was like doing it to get some sort of like transformation, like physically and with Mm. lifting, it's very much like a transformation physically, but also mentally because Mm. like, you're just challenging yourself like over and over every week, which is amazing. So yeah, I'm sure
2: you do enough running around in the kitchen that it's, yeah. Basically. Yeah, you're yeah. always on your feet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm literally always running around. So, like, cardio would maybe be overdoing it at that point because I'm just constantly running. Yeah.
2: What's a dessert you haven't made that you're embarrassed that you haven't done it yet?
0: I think that, well, maybe something that I really want to make that I haven't gotten to make yet. Um, it's called a croquembouche. It's like a big tower of like cream filled pastry, like puff mm. pastry balls. And then you kind of um, swirl it with, sh- with, um, sugar that like looks like string. It's like actually a very beautiful thing. It can be like huge, very tall. They have it at weddings a lot of the time. Um, yeah, I'm kind of bummed I haven't made one of those, but also I feel like a lot of people aren't quite aware of them. So, you know, if you're listening and you want one, like, Get in touch with me because I'd love to do it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that how you sometimes learn new uh pastries or techniques is by people asking for them or are you just kinda yes. yeah? yeah,
0: like no doubt. I mean, I have people who come to me and they're like, Oh, I want sugar free, I want gluten-free, I want dairy free, all these things. And I, I just take it on and I'm like, Okay, like I'll figure out a way to do it. Um, because yeah, I feel like part of this business is you always have to learn. You're you always have to be learning. And if you're not learning and like stretching your skills. Then it's kind of just like you're saying, stagnant. So yeah, it's always it's always learning. I love to experiment with like everything, which is nice.
1: Are you able to make good tasting gluten free and sugar free things? Is that um, like your? <laughs> I mean, that's not. Ch- I'm not saying you can't. Yeah. I'm saying like no, but there are some you, bad it's probably ones. Probably like yeah. I need to perfect this. It seems like. With the love you have for it, Mm -hmm. you don't want to produce something and be like it's gluten free, but it's like not that great. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, that was a big thing for me. I actually, um, I had a girl who, when I was working in Providence at a restaurant, she would come in and get my donuts all the time, and then she found out she was gluten free, Mm. and she was getting cakes for me, and she was like, I have to make the switch, and I was like, okay, so we make the switch and we make it work, and now I can turn my cakes into gluten free, but it was definitely a process. It was so many nights of. I made this, and it tastes like crap, and I want to cry about it, but I'm going to get it tomorrow, and I'm going to try it again, and it was worth it because now I have those recipes to use for however long I need them, but yeah, it's definitely a process of this tastes really bad, and I'm embarrassed of it, so I'm just going to throw it in the trash can. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, a ton of experimentation.
0: Yes. Yeah, a ton of it. I feel like most food is always going to be experimentation because there's always like new trends, new flavors, all these things, so You kind of just have to throw yourself into it wholeheartedly or else you're not gonna like get the best product out of it.
2: Now I watch a lot of cooking shows. Mm -hmm. Um and we just started watching uh a baking show. It's terrible, it's like a guilty pleasure, called Sugar Rush. Have you heard of it?
0: I haven't.
2: So basically they give they give the contestants in the first round three hours to Mm -hmm. do two challenges. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so the, the first challenge involves usually cupcakes mm-hmm. and then the second challenge involves cookies. When you finish early, you basically bank that time for the last round, which is mm-hmm. the cake round. So you get six hours' time in total to basically make three desserts. Yeah. Have you ever considered, like, what if I got asked on a show, like, what, what's your dream show to be on mm-hmm. and, and why? Like, I would, I would not want to be on anything like that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I have the type of personality where... On the outside, if I'm stressed out, you're not going to be able to tell I'm stressed out. But on the inside, I'm freaking out. Mm. Um, so I I think that I handle situations like that where the in, on my insides, I'll be like freaking out. But on my outsides, I'm either like, oh my God, what do I do? Or I'm just kind of going off of autopilot and running around and doing it. Um, so I don't know if I could do one of those shows because I... Like, unexpected turns like that really freak me out. But at the same time, I feel like it would make me a better chef, mm. like, in the long run. So I would probably I would probably love to take that offer. And if I flop, then I flop. Mm. But at the same time, if I don't, then it proves that I can do it. Um, if I was to be on a show, let's see. I mean, I watch a lot of Chopped. Mm. And I would probably want to uh, challenge myself in that arena as well. Because as for culinary and, like, the cooking side... I'm not as amazing. I'm uh, not that great. Um, so <laughs> I would. I, so I would probably want to do something like that because they they throw such obscure ingredients at you mm. that if I'm going to throw myself into the fire, I might as well do it like on culinary and pastry, not just pastry, right? Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I think the chef from Che Pascal just won chop
0: oh yeah from, um,
2: what i saw on instagram this past oh, week
0: oh wow pretty
2: cool yeah
0: that's amazing um,
2: i could be totally wrong we yeah. might have to cut this out but <laughs> that's
0: fine <laughs> but no, you know just in case
2: we're keeping it in
1: yeah <laughs>
0: even if it's <laughs> so wrong you're embarrassing. fine
1: <laughs> <laughs> outtakes we'll just do like a foghorn noise yeah. after you say <laughs> it <laughs> i like that yeah <laughs> uh certainly when you started to ask that question there was yeah. a fear inside of me that she was going to be like ugh cooking shows you noobs you know oh, i don't know yeah, like yeah. i don't know yeah, are there cooking any- shows that you're like uh, i hate these cooking shows are so fake or are most of them like pretty seem pretty legit
0: i mean most of them seem pretty legit sure. i could also be like totally unaware but yeah, they yeah. i mean they give me a lot of anxiety so like i'm thinking <laughs> that the person on the show is probably feeling it too right. um but i think what i love even more is i don't know if you've seen it there's a series on netflix called chef's table yes yeah Absolutely. and it's like my guilty pleasure um the first episode of i believe it's a third season's all pastry it's christina tosi and i cried it's a Milk Bar? yes i cried and every time i watch it i cry um and i think that's just a really incredible show to kind of show people like the back end of what actually happens in a kitchen and how people actually make it and how they kind of do well within this industry because like chopped and, like, all those cooking shows are very, like, oh, anxiety. Oh, my God, what are they going to do? But Chef's Table is very much... It's just relaxing to watch. It's, like, therapeutic to watch. And mm. to see these people start from basically nothing and build into something that is incredible is probably, like, the most amazing thing to watch. So if you haven't watched it, season three is all pastry. It's amazing.
2: But that Mumu, that Momofuku episode with was it Christina?
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's just, powerful. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I... Every time I watch it, I tear up every single time because it's like, I feel like so many people who look at the food industry from the outside in kind of just see it for like what it is. Like the food's great, everything's like, wow, look at what she grew into. But to kind of see that journey and also to go through kind of the jobs that she went through and the path that she went through that led her to where she was is like such an exquisite story. It just, yeah, every time it makes me cry because it's just like, Going through this industry, I feel like everyone's pretty, everyone's pretty similar. Everyone that I've talked to in this industry is fairly similar. Like, you go through all of these jobs, and each job teaches you something new. Mm. Like, I can honestly say that who I was uh, at the beginning of college is completely opposite of who I am at this point, and it's all due to the food industry. Yeah. Like, 1,000%, yeah.
2: Do you think you operate from the same spot, though? Because it, it. So, I'm, I met you, I think, what, five years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, and you seem pretty much like the same person, mm-hmm. at least like effusive, bubbly. And I was yeah. like describing your personality to JP a couple of weeks ago when mm-hmm. we were like, yes, she's coming on the show. Yeah, It's like, she just, she operates from this you know, this place of joy. Mm-hmm. And, and you even said like, you know, when I'm stressed out, you can't tell. Cause I yeah. think throughout it, I can just imagine you just sort of like smiling through yeah. it and just doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like that's the place, at least like that's the Morgan that I saw five yeah. years ago. And I think I still see that.
0: Yeah. I mean, most definitely. I'm still a very bubbly and happy person. I mean, I love what I do, so I'm always going to be like that. But I think that definitely starting out in the food industry, I started, um, oh gosh, my first pastry chef job, I was a sophomore in college. Uh, So like I was kind of really thrown into the fire with that, and I was thrown into a kitchen where... Okay, now I'm a pastry chef and I'm also working in a kitchen where I'm the youngest and I'm the only girl and it is all men. And like they're all like either upper 20s to like middle-aged. So it kind of really it rounded me out as a person because I think I went into that I didn't really swear that much. I was like a sweetheart, I was always bubbly, I didn't get angry and being thrown into a situation like that. Oh, when I left um my friends would joke with me like every other word was an (laughs) F-bomb. I was like (laughs) running around and I like didn't take crap from anyone. (laughs) I I was definitely, I got way more of a backbone working in a kitchen. I think that growing up, I was very much like kind of passive and just very much like, oh, we're all friends, whatever. But working in a kitchen totally rounded me out. I was very much like, no, like this is what I need to do. And this is what I need from you. And this is what you need from me. And we're going to do it. And let's just do it in the best way that we can. Because working in a kitchen, you have to be efficient. You can't like Mess around, you just have to like get right to the point and do what you need to do. So, I think that definitely I'm still always going to be bubbly, but I have like a little bit of a yeah, a little bit of an edge yeah. now. Bubbly <laughs> with an edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
2: like a champagne or a yeah. prosecco.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> She's
2: graduated from sparkling cider, yeah, to a nice prosecco, yeah. <laughs> now, so that was was that your first kind of gig in a kitchen.
0: Yeah, it yeah. was. So when I was at the bakery, I kind, um, I um after I finished my senior project, I kind of did work there like beginning of college, both in the front and in the back. So I was kind of doing retail and kitchen. And then basically what happened was I needed a an internship for my sophomore year. And I went to a few different places. I got some offers from like restaurants in Providence and I went to Newport and I walked in and I was like, I want to work with your pastry chef. And they were like we don't have a pastry chef. Do you want to do that? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Um, So yeah, I think internship was three months. So it was three months of me kind of working my butt off and working with the guys who didn't know a whole bunch about pastry, but were helping me out as much as they could, building menus, doing all that. And then once that ended, they were like, do you want to stay on and just be the pastry chef? And I did. And it worked out amazing. Yeah, it worked out really well.
2: Now, what's the difference between a place that has desserts and doesn't have a pastry chef and a, a place that has a pastry chef?
0: Um, So there, there's definitely different kinds. So there's like huge wholesalers um, that you can get just, uh, just like basic desserts from that are frozen Um, that you can order and just warm up and plate up. And the guys in the kitchen can usually just like do that pretty easily. They taste good. They're like, they're good desserts. You can order ice cream, order all of that stuff. And then you can graduate into the realm of kind of now you're, a restaurant that's looking to source more locally. So now you can source from maybe an independent pastry chef in the area and, and they can wholesale desserts to you like that way. So even if you don't have a pastry chef, uh you can still stay local and still stay like home baked and very, um very original. You don't have to go with like the huge wholesalers, but yeah, there's kind of two different ways that you can go. And the guys or girls in the kitchen are Trained to plate them up and do them, and basically goes out like you have a pastry chef. Yeah.
2: Is there a marker for like as people going to restaurants? Like, mm. would there be a way What's for the JP tell? and I to tell mm. that a place does not have a pastry chef? There's less love in it. I, I'm gonna I have guess yeah, that you can, one. you can taste the love. I, <laughs> I have a guess as to what it is. Yeah. But I, I want to hear your answer and then throw out my guess.
0: And, yeah. And yeah. Um, LSD.
1: That, that's what
0: it is. <laughs> um, I would say innovative flavors. Innovative flavors are probably the thing that you can kind of uh, sort out if if a restaurant's being like very innovative with everything that they're doing and they're trying to put out new things and their dessert menu is changing a lot and it's rotating, that's usually a sign that like either they have someone in-house or they are like very serious about like the desserts that they're putting out. Not that other businesses aren't serious about them, but like maybe they're not sourcing as locally. So you can, yeah, you can kind of tell if it's like, very um creative desserts coming out the door or you can usually if you ask they'll they'll just they will literally just tell you wow yeah yeah Yeah, they'll just be like oh yeah we don't have a pastry chef they'll
1: hang their head in shame yeah and i'll like i'll
0: give them a little sad face yeah
1: do you ever sell to local restaurants or anything or are you primarily
0: um so actually i kind of just Have gotten into that. So, what I'm doing is um, I'm wholesaling my blondies and brownies um, to a few different spots in the state. So, I'm in Coffee Exchange, I'm in the pantry, and I'm at Stock Culinary Goods. So, you can hop in there and grab, here's a little plug, and like grab some of my desserts. and I deliver to them very frequently, so you can grab those from them. And I'm looking into possibly doing desserts for restaurants. I've been in touch with a couple of places, but at the same time, I don't want it to ever take away from what I'm offering like my brides and my clients, too. So it's like trying to keep a healthy balance of everything, definitely.
1: I'm really like trying not to ask specifically all the things you make because everything you've mentioned so far, I'm just like... <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I want to order some well oh I got
1: blondies real, and donuts. Real, real
0: yeah. quick
2: before we do that though about stock. Yes. So the the first time and I'm going to shamelessly promote Morgan again. Um <laughs> the, I think the first time I tried one of your desserts was at Stock at we stock, had like a, yep. was It a chocolate peanut butter donut?
0: Yes. What? Yes you did. You oh, did. Stop yeah. It, it was yeah. it was delicious. Yeah,
2: it was really mm. good. Um but Stock is this wonderful like little it's it's on on hope street in providence if you're Mm -hmm. ever in the area um but it's and there's lots of wonderful shops near there it's right by frog and toad where Mm -hmm. marette our last guest um it works friend of the podcast friend of the podcast (laughs) marette bonder um but anyway stock is this beautiful wonderful kitchen store with Mm -hmm. knives and and cooking supplies and it's a it's a great place to go and buy a gift for yourself or somebody else Mm -hmm. Um, so definitely stop in there but morgan's Treats are there too, yeah. which like doubles its goodness because mm-hmm. it means it's a spot for lunch now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And not, yeah. not just shopping.
0: Brownies for lunch. Yeah. Best lunch. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, but Those, those are lawnies, really good too. And,
2: yeah. and you partner with a local ice cream maker yes. with those too, right? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Um,
0: I've partnered with Fountain & Co. Uh, for like Sundays and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's the food scene in Providence is really amazing because – I feel like everyone's just trying to support each other and just trying to do whatever they can and collaborate and things like that, which is amazing. I've worked with like um, the guys at Rogue Island as well. They've Mm -hmm. supported me and I've done pop-ups there and stuff. Um, So yeah, everyone's like just very supportive of small business and they're all trying to like, what can I do for you? What can we do to work together and stuff and promote our products, which is cool. But yeah, the ice cream has worked out very well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like amazing. the
1: perfect pairing.
0: Yeah, of, exactly. Like Brian or Blondie. Exactly. <laughs> so good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's awesome to hear it's so collaborative.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Providence is Providence is amazing for that. I, I worked at Rogue Island um for yeah. for a year and I became really close to the guys and they've been nothing but supportive throughout like I went to Boston for a short time after as a pastry chef and then kind of came back here and started um, whisk full-time. And they've been nothing but supportive through that whole thing. They're very much like, what can we do for you? Like, how can we collaborate on things? So, yeah, Providence is incredible for that because I feel like there's so many small businesses popping up that everyone's like, there's enough room for all of us and we can all live in harmony and <laughs> eat pastries and good food. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It definitely seems true. Yeah.
2: Uh, there's no, there's no shortage of it, but it never feels like there's quite enough.
0: Exactly. It's actually, it's such a nice wonderful. feeling. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's kind of interesting. You, so you mentioned that, um, your first job, like, well, so you kind of hinted at it being like, uh, maybe a male dominated industry mm-hmm. and that your first job, you know, it gave you more of a backbone, gave you more confidence in that mm-hmm. kind of environment. You were swearing more, I mean, you know, like <laughs> jokingly, but like yeah. to a certain extent mm-hmm. and, uh, how has it been like maneuvering through that? You
0: know through like a male dominated yeah, um yeah. it has been very interesting i mean i knew of it when i started uh but i don't think it was like totally clear to me when i first started especially like in school i'm in pastry so it's mostly girls so i'm started by girls like uh, making pastry um so then kind of going out into the work environment um i was mostly working through a lot of male dominated kitchens um And which was also odd for me because I came from a bakery where it was all women. Um, so to go to my first kitchen and it was male dominated, we ended up having, uh, I had one girl as an intern, uh, but it was still all male dominated. And like all the guys that I was working with were older than me. Um, and then kind of going to rogue Island, uh, I was, there was another girl in the kitchen for a while, but for a little bit, I was the only girl. Um, and again, like younger, all the guys are older. Um, and then going to Boston, there were other women on the, I like, op- I helped to open a restaurant out there. There were other women on the opening team, but it was, again, the kitchen was very male dominated. So it's constantly kind of being around just a lot of Um, male chefs, which can be a good thing, can be a bad thing. Um, And it's just kind of how you handle it. But I I do think that it's made me into a stronger person because like you're kind of in this industry. I'm glad I started out that way because in this industry, it's kind of like you just put your head down and you work Mm -hmm. and you work as hard as you can. And that is how you become successful. Um, So now to come here where it's not male dominated, there are so many small businesses that are owned by women here. And that is such an empowering feeling because like for so long, I was surrounded by men, which was great. They were all amazing people and they like made me into who I am today. But to be surrounded now by women who are doing similar to what I'm doing and I'm seeing them succeed and we're kind of like building off of each other is an amazing feeling. And I'm kind of like becoming a little more sweet and swearing a little less. <laughs> swearing a little less. Yeah.
2: How does an industry turn to actually – be better for women who are coming in like what what changes need to happen in order to make them more welcoming
0: um I think that changes can be made on both sides I think that women are getting a lot better at kind of standing up for ourselves Mm. which um it is amazing because I think that for Sometime it was kind of like women are a little bit lower, but now women are kind of seeing like, nope, we're we're at the same place and I can do whatever you can do and I can do it well. So I think that as long as women continue to stand up for themselves and chase what they want to be, um, I think that it, it would be a great environment. And I think that the men, especially in Providence, I found it like going back to Rogue Island and stuff, they make room for – those people. So as long as the men are making room and the women are putting themselves there, there's a spot for every single person at the table. You just need to like make room for them. Um, so yeah, I think that changes can be made on both sides, and it's just you just need to stay positive about it because like either way, the women are gonna succeed. They're gonna do it. So just like make room for them. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think it's I think it's a beautiful thing in Providence that like. There are so many like men-owned businesses or like men working within this industry who will promote what women are doing and be like, look at what she's doing, like she's doing incredible. And then at the same time, we can look at them and be like, they're doing incredible. And it's just very much like then gender is kind of out the window. And it's just like, what are you actually bringing to the table and what are you bringing to Providence, like to better the food community? Yeah. Yeah, it's super cool. It's a very it's a very nice environment to be in where like women are feeling empowered by each other and also like by the men as well. It's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we we work in an industry technology mm-hmm. that is so male dominated. It's frustrating at times. Yeah. yeah. Um because it's for us uh, I think a lot of the pain comes from not um not having different voices. And and diverse perspectives that you're working alongside, um, and uh, you know that can that can, diversity can come from a lot of different places. But um, when everything is the same, it you you yeah. lose you lose something.
0: Exactly. Yeah, I think. It- Definitely. I think even going into the kitchens that I was in where I was working with men, I very much brought my bubbly personality in and I'm running around and I'm screaming and I'm yelling and I'm dancing and I'm like, <laughs> dance with me. It's fun. <laughs> and kind of trying to get the fun side out of them. Yeah. Because like, if you bring a girl into a kitchen who isn't afraid to like have fun with it and be like, okay, yeah, I'm one of the guys, but also like, I'm a girl and like this is fun. Um, I think it's cool because then the guys kind of are like, okay, like, this is fine. Yeah. So it's cool. It's cool.
2: Yeah. yeah it pulls, I think it pulls some people out of their shell who otherwise.
0: Yeah. Oh, most definitely. I've gotten like, even the angriest of chefs, I've been like, dance with me. Like we're baking and I get them out of their shell and like, it's I like. I have a
2: knife. Yeah. Right. There's <laughs> a fire like, right there and there's a knife in one hand. Yeah. And I'm, dance like, <laughs> and I'm
0: like, don't be so serious. Like, let's just have fun. I, I take that like so seriously when I'm baking. I most likely either have headphones in because I don't want to distract other people and dancing or I have my music all the way up and I'm just like screaming and dancing and like getting through the day that way because it's kind of like I'm not working at a desk. I'm working in a kitchen and I have a kitchen to dance around in. So why am I not doing it? Yeah.
2: Do you, have a, do you have Spotify or Apple Music? or Spotify. Do you have a, a baking playlist?
0: Um, I have a few baking playlists, yeah. And I have like some mood playlists like, oh, I'm looking to have fun or I'm looking to work and like put my head down. I have different playlists for different things. And music is definitely what has like pulled through in every single aspect of this industry for me. Like that's what I've been known for. When I was working at my first job, uh, they would know me for like they go down in the basement and I'm playing like one day it's like – ghetto rap and one day it's like screamo music and then one day it's taylor swift and i'm just like come dance yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> this sounds like a magical kitchen I don't yeah know. Just constant this sounds dance. pretty great uh, yeah.
0: pastries we'll dance we'll bake yeah exactly <laughs> Awesome. yeah
1: yeah so i mean i've been trying like this whole time to not just be like literally drilling into the microphone thinking about these pastries. <laughs> I'm just like cuz every once in a while you're just like, yeah, I make blondies and I'm like, oh man, that sounds great. I'm like we're going to cut like all of that audio. <laughs> just like just like ASMR weirdness. Um but uh <laughs> your saliva hitting the mic yeah. is so nice. Right. Yeah. That's why we have this pop filter.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um well, the name Whisk Me Away, mm-hmm. right? That's a fantastic name. Where did you. you uh, how did you come up with that or what oh, inspired God. that name? It's um, so romantic. Oh, it thank is. you. Yeah.
0: Um, I came up with it in my entrepreneurship class in college, I think. Maybe even before that. But I had to write a business plan and they were like, name your business. And I was like, Whisk Me Away. Um, and it kind of works out that it rhymes with my name, like Whisk Me Away, Morgan Gray. Right. Like, yeah, It kind of like all works out. But <laughs> I think it just came – it just literally came to me. I think I had – been thinking of it before, but when I had to actually put a business behind it, I was like, that's cool. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah.
1: And what what are your core pastry competencies? Like, what are your staples that people know you for. We know brownies and blondies. Yeah, the well, brownies hey, and
0: blondies. <laughs> let her speak. I
1: want to hear about
0: them again. <laughs> um so the brownies, um they're chocolate fudgy brownies. The blondies are brown butter maple walnut blondies. Um, <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Um so the, yeah, those have been super popular um in getting my name out there, which is really cool. But my heart lies within cakes. It just mm. lies within like just tell me like kind of what you're thinking about for a theme, what you're thinking about for colors and let me run with it. And I'll like make you a cool cake. Um, So yeah, I think mostly I'm trying to get my name out there for like wedding cakes and special occasion cakes and things like that, which is working out really well. Um, But that's where my heart lies. Everything else is fun and I love it, but there's nothing like decorating a cake. There's nothing.
1: What is it now? How do you connect like with clients, you know, right? Like, so, so you're mentioning how there's like lots of different businesses and they're very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. But like, what gets someone to, to connect with you as a chef to to want to use you for their cakes? Is it just seeing your work or is it, do they reach out to you and they just like how you relate to them? I mean, you know, what, what makes someone choose you over, over someone else? Like, do um, you think that works?
0: I think that it's very much, it's, I think liking my work and seeing like a photo of what I do is the first step. Or even if you're somewhere and you taste it, like that's the first step, but I'm very much like, I'm not just selling pastries. Like I'm very much selling myself. I'm very much like, I'm a package deal. Like if you sign up to get a cake with me, like you're also getting like my crazy emails and like, <laughs> like running up to you and hugging you when I see you and like, Oh my God. Um, you're, you're getting all of those things too. So like I try and bring that forth in everything that I do, like if you're scrolling through my Instagram and you read my captions, they're usually pretty goofy. And I'm usually probably dropping an F bomber two. And I'm like, <laughs> it's probably like every so often is a picture of me like making a funny face like with a cake in my hand. Um, so I'm trying to get that forward because like I want to connect with people who share my style in cakes, but also share my personality or at least can like build like build off my personality. We can like create a relationship. Um, And then if you're scrolling through my website, like you're also seeing who I am. You're also seeing that like, I'm not like, I'm just very much a human being and I'm just trying to have fun and I'm trying to dance and you'll find me in like a flannel and a bandana and running around covered in flour, And that's just kind of what you get. But when you sign up for like a wedding with me or anything with me, when you reach out to me, it's very much like you're getting the whole package deal. I'm not just going to like, here's a cake. I'm gonna get, like, let's be friends and let's talk about cake and let's taste cake together and let's like have fun with it. Yeah,
1: that's awesome. And yeah. do you dance with them? That's an important point.
0: Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I haven't. But the thing is, like, when I'm delivering a cake, it's usually the bride is like getting ready or something. That's but true. if she was there, oh, I'd grab her. I'd grab her and I'd be like, "Let's get <laughs> on the dance floor really quick because we got to dance this out before you get married." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, now announcing bride and groom for the first time and, and the first dance. Uh, our our baker for the like wedding, the Morgan Gray, would like to have a dance with the bride. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like out there swinging her around. (laughs) I'm just,
0: yeah, I love that. I love like even emailing back and forth with brides or being on the phone with them, kind of throwing in little jokes in there and like being able to like read our emails back and forth and laugh to myself during the day and be like, oh, like we're joking around with each other along with like trying to plan your day is such a cool feeling. I'll like hang up the phone and I'll be like, I'm just smiling for no reason because that person made my day.
1: Yeah, that's not, I mean, it sounds like an awesome perspective. I feel like every pastry engagement I've ever had has been very serious. Oh, yeah? Uh-huh. No, serious pastry people. Just, Here like, you have, have pastry, you take, okay. Yeah. <laughs> take
0: it, bye. Yeah, no, it's very much like just have fun with it. And, like, if you're getting a cake, you might as well, like, get, like, a really great experience with the whole entire thing too. Like, you don't want to leave them with just, oh, I made you a great cake. Like, I hope you enjoyed it. I want them to leave and be like, She's hilarious. Like, she's fun. And like, wow, like I would get in touch with her for something else because she was just fun to work with. Yeah. So that's what I'm aiming for.
2: (laughs) So any any prospective clients out there for Morgan, just... Know what you're in for. It's going to yeah. be awesome.
0: Yeah. I'm just going to like ask you to dance and like yeah. send you like emails in the middle of the night. Like, hey, what's up? And I'm just you, like baking You may away. just
2: get requests just for that. I'm
0: yeah. just going
1: to warn you. That's that- fine. I love that. I
0: always need a dancing partner in the kitchen. It gets kind of lonely when it's like 1 a.m. and I'm like dancing by myself. Hey, I'm really
1: stressed out today. You mind if I come by the kitchen and just dance? Oh my like, gosh. Yeah,
0: please. Yes, please. <laughs>
1: J-
2: JP has been doing Bollywood dancing for the past, what, five years, six years? Uh,
1: three and a half years. Can you give us yeah. a demo?
0: Nope. <laughs> I'll be yeah, interested I'll get- in that later. We'll get in the kitchen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll do an audio demo of my Bollywood dancing. <laughs>
0: I'll just be like clapping along. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Super good. Uh, what, uh, what advice would you, would you give someone who's like starting out who wants to try their hand in the kitchen?
0: Um, I would say go into it with an open mind and an open heart and just be very, just kind of go in there genuinely. Just go in there, like, knowing that you love to do what you do and that it's all going to work out as long as you work your butt off. Like, you can't you can't just kind of go at it halfway. Uh, you ca- you need to work your butt off at this, and it's like very long nights, and it's it's lots of crying and lots of like, am I doing the right thing? But the payoff, like after putting food out or after meeting a client or anything, is so worth it. So like, as long as you work your butt off and you're genuine and you bring to the table who you are, and like people want that as part of their day, then that's all that you need. Like just be a very genuine person. You don't want to be like standoffish with someone. Cause then it's not going to be as fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm uh, blown away. <laughs> <Yeah>. Whist- <laughs> I'm whisked away. Are you whisked oh, away? Oh
0: man. I totally missed. Uh, n-
1: you know uh, what? Wait, let's take it again. Uh, could you ask that question again? <laughs> JP, do you, uh, do you have any questions? No, I've been whisked away.
0: <laughs> Ooh.
2: <laughs> well, I-, I have two things. One, yes. I just want to say, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you oh so gosh, much for coming you. on the show. Thank you, thank
0: yeah. you. Seriously, this was amazing.
2: It was so much fun to talk with you. Yeah. We can, we can just like it, the the room is totally electric and energized with your enthusiasm. Oh, yeah, thank it's, it's you it's so
0: much. Thank you. Yeah.
2: Um. And then the second thing, I want to mm-hmm. make sure, like you've you've got a business, you've mm-hmm. got Instagram, you've got a website. Like, just promote that right now. Like, mm-hmm. so where okay. where can people where should people go? What's the first place someone should go to learn more about? what you're up to?
0: Um, so you should go to my Instagram. My Instagram is probably where I'm most active and um, I'm most like in touch with people. Uh, that is just whiskmeawayri.
2: Awesome.
0: Um, and then you can also, my website is whiskmeawayri.com. So oh, just like so blending just it all same. in right Beautiful. there. Yeah. It's the same with Facebook. Right? So like we're getting it all in there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're looking to keep up with what I'm doing in that moment, it's Instagram. Because like even sometimes I'll just like, on Instagram, I'll turn the camera on myself and I'll put up a story of me like talking about something because I'm just very much like, if people are going to follow me and they're going to listen and they want to see cakes, like I'll talk about this too. Or like, I'll talk about my day or like what I love about my business. So you'll see like what I'm doing in that moment.
2: Yeah. We'll get to follow your whole career. It's yeah, be awesome.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Cool.
2: Well, hey, thanks again so much. Really Thank appreciate you. you coming on.
0: Thanks guys. I that appreciate awesome. it so much. Yeah.
2: Oh, you can do it.
0: <laughs> thanks. <Yeah. laughs>
2: As always, thank you to Night Swim for the use of their song, Fiji. You can find show notes for this episode and more at YouCanDoItDoIt.com. And last but not least, if you like the show, please, please, please share it with other people. Lock them in a room, force them to listen to it. Or just drop us a review on iTunes if it you'd be so kind. Well, thanks
0: again. We'll talk to you soon.